Good morning. Our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 1 and then going to verse 16. I invite you to turn there with me or follow along on the screen as we hear the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Verse 16. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Lord, for this word we are grateful this day. And we pray that indeed through the power of your Holy Spirit, it would come alive in such a way that our hearts and our minds, our ears and our eyes would receive exactly this word from you. Gracious Lord, will you take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine? We believe you can take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. Won't you do it even now in our midst this day? In Jesus' name, amen. And we're off. Lent has begun. Wednesday, you might have been here for Ash Wednesday and received your ashes. We remember that first day of Lent. We remember that we are from the dust. God created all things. And to dust we shall return. Lent is a special time. So let's talk a little bit about it. And I'm going to throw out a little Wesleyan stuff at you, too. So John Wesley, you know, he just had a way of doing things. And uh, he wasn't setting out to create any kind of new new religion. He just, he just had a way that he just felt was good and important. And uh, one of the things that we attribute to him is this thing called the quadrilateral. <laughs> Exciting, right? <laughs> okay, so it's really just kind of like four pillars, ways of thinking and of helping us figure out what it is that we are to know and to do and how we're to live this life of faith. So the first and the foundational point is scripture, that all thing is based on scripture. And from there, we can see how the traditions of, of Christians and the church and how our reason and our understanding and our experience all go into helping us know what is good and right and what the Lord desires of us. And, and so I want to talk us through that as far as Lent goes. If we look all through Scripture, we can find times and places in which people were called to repentance. People were reminded the word from the Lord that, that they were not always keeping up with what the Lord had asked of them. 
even just a few weeks ago, we talked about Jonah, remember? And a word of the Lord came to all the people of Nineveh and they tore their clothes and they put on sackcloth and ashes that they would remember that they belonged to the Lord, that he was the one who had created all things and by all things were made and that they needed to repent of the things that they had been doing, of how they had been living and return to the Lord. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness, fasting, praying, doing that so that he might be able to resist the temptation that was put before, that would be put before him. So scripture shows us, talks about the importance and significance of repenting, of seeking the Lord's forgiveness of receiving that, of knowing the importance of of a fast and prayer. And that is what we do in the time of Lent. These 40 days plus six Sundays. Where we remember who we are and how we are to live. Traditions have given us that that the people of faith, people called Christian, would set aside these 40 days before Easter for different things. A significant time of repentance and reflection. There are many who would um, who were coming to this faith in Jesus, who wanted to be a part of the life of faith in the church. And so they would take this time as a time of preparation and learning. Not like Advent where we're anticipating and we're excited and we're looking forward to. But a more introspective and mindful, thoughtful time where they would learn the scriptures, where they would be learning the traditions of the faith. And in the course of those 40 days, they would be preparing themselves for baptism and membership into the community of faith. So there's a tradition in which this is, this is an essential time for learning and growing and deepening our discipleship. And there are ways that we can do that. Traditionally, it's through fasting and prayer and giving to those in need. So... We'll talk a little bit about fasting, right? Isn't that just your favorite thing to do? Favorite thing of all time is to fast. And and fasting, um, we kind of like joke and make light of it, right? Well, I'm going to give up soda. I've just been having way too much lately. I'm going to cut way back. Uh, I'm giving up chocolate. I don't know how I'm going to walk past that candy dish in the office, but it's okay. I'll, I'll do it. And then we like to talk about, oh, what are you giving up for Lent? Well, what are you giving up for Lent? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Some of us might need to fast from scrolling through those headlines, right? Because we just keep scrolling. It's not changing. <laughs> They're still going to be there tomorrow. So I don't know what it might be that you think might be helpful for you to give up, uh, but we talk about it. I'm going to give up that chocolate. I'm going to do it. 
It'll be good. It's going to be good for me. I'm probably going to lose some weight if I stop eating the chocolate for a few weeks, right? And that is where we're missing the point. We're just missing the point. (coughs) Missing it completely. The point of fasting, whether it be from a meal one day a week, or maybe it's an entire day of fasting, the point of fasting from our favorite soda or chocolate or that app that just keeps calling our name. The point is not that we would be able to say after 40 days, I was able to endure. And ah, look what I did. No, the point is that in giving something up, we would then take something on. Something simple. And that any time we had that urge to just fix that little sweet tooth, make it through that three o'clock hour and get us to the end of the workday with that chocolate or that soda, whenever we had that urge to take that moment that seemed to be a free moment to, to tap on that app or to turn the news back on again, that we would take a moment, take a breath, and turn our focus instead to God. Turn our focus perhaps to a Lenten devotion. Turn our focus to a chapter of scripture. Wouldn't that be something? Every time you went for a piece of chocolate, you read a chapter of scripture instead? Or maybe there's just a a verse of scripture that has kind of popped up that you haven't thought about in a long time or, or it's just become really special recently. Maybe you just take that verse and, and anytime you've got that, an urge to, to take that bite of chocolate, you instead pull up that verse and you just read that verse a couple of times and redirect your thoughts to the Lord and the promises that he gives us in his word. You know, I bet by, by the end of a couple of weeks, you might even have that memorized. And all of a sudden, the word of God is deeply within your heart and your mind and easily upon your lips. That's what we're after with Lent. That's what we're after, that we would recognize the significance within Scripture and through the tradition. And we would come to an understanding of that. We can reason that. But then I want you to take it a little further and recognize that that when you actually commit to doing something like that, you are then able to draw upon your own experience. You are then able to recognize that in just taking a few extra moments of your day and redirecting your focus, you'll begin to experience something that can only be attributed to more time 
with the Lord. All of a sudden, you have a little more patience in the classroom. All of a sudden, you begin to notice that you have more of a peace about you in circumstances that had been causing you to be a little anxious just a few weeks before. You'll begin to recognize that you are experiencing a sweetness that could never be touched with however much chocolate you try to eat because it's coming from the Lord, because it's the peace of the Lord, because it's the presence of the Lord within you and within your space where you're working, where you're, where you're actively a part of, of maybe a book group or, or when you meet for coffee and all of a sudden you recognize significance of that time with the Lord. There's one other piece that's really important for us to hear about this too. We read it. We read it right at the beginning of the cha of chapter six. We read it again right below that when it talks about prayer. We talk about it when it uh, within fasting. We talk about it when it when it talks about giving to others. That Lent is not about telling the world and broadcasting what I'm doing. It is not about letting everyone know, look what I'm able to do or what I'm trying to do. No, Lent is about you and your relationship with God. It's about the time you take. It's about the opportunities that you make. It's not for others to see. It's not for them to hear. It's not for them to try to understand. It is for you. For you to make a sacrifice so that you might have more time. Come to a greater understanding, a deeper experience with your God. Trust me, they'll know. Not because you've said anything, but because the more we're spending time with our Lord and Savior, the more our lives reflect it in everything we do. So there's our challenge. There is our task. There is the invitation. God is inviting us to this season of Lent, to this time where we would let go of something so that we might take hold just a bit more time with him. I hope even now you're considering what that might be and how that might happen. And don't worry if it feels a little unsettling, it will, because we're not really fully prepared ever to let go of ourself. But don't worry. The Lord's with you. He's got you, even as you're 
figuring out how to let go and how to spend just a little more time with him. Will you pray with me? We're off, Lord. We're ready. Well, as ready as we can be. We're ready because we know that you are with us. We pray, Lord, that you would truly challenge us and inspire us to take this opportunity to let go of something, something that we know we do spend a little too much time on. We pray, Lord, that we would, that we would find that time easier and easier to give to you. We will look with expectation and with joy for what you are about to do in our lives and in our relationship with you. We love you, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.